listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host today, Jason Cook, and today Carmelino Bugino is going to be presenting for us. Uh, welcome back in the studio, Carmelina. Thank you, Jason. Not that it's been that long since you've been here. <laughs> no, man, <laughs> yesterday came so quickly. <laughs> yeah. So um, today you're doing this uh, Connecting the Dots program for us, which mm-hmm. is great. And uh, this will actually probably be your last uh, presenting program for a little while. I know you're, you're yes. next week you'll be our host every day, I think, next week. I think so. I'm going to be away. But uh, we'll, we'll tell our, our listeners a little bit more about what's uh, going on with you a bit later, perhaps. Um, today's program is called, it's our Connecting the Dots program, of course, but uh, it's called Gratitude, A Matter of Attitude. Yes, I love a good rhyme. Tell us how you uh, came to this topic today. <laughs> well, we had a sermon a few weeks ago, probably like a month ago now, um, the wonderful Dr. Um, Nelson Nathan, sorry, well, what a tongue, tongue twister. Um, he did a sermon and the title of the sermon was actually Terms and Conditions. And um, there was a line he said during, during the sermon, which I couldn't forget. I actually wrote it down and I came back to it a couple of times. And this line was, grace is free to us but it cost somebody a great price. Mm. And that reminded me of gratitude Mm. because um, it's difficult for us to sometimes see gratitude in in a world we live in today. So um, uh, for those who are listening, we uh, live in Australia. Most of you probably live in Australia. (laughs) I don't know if we have many international listeners for our program. Who knows? Who knows? Um, (laughs) If you're listening internationally, (laughs) text us in today. We'll give you the number. (laughs) That would be great to find out. We'll find out where where our audience is. Mm. Um, And so gratitude, we live in a first world country, basically. We have a lot of basic needs met. Um, If we want something is very much, we can get it straight away. Mm. Um, We don't have to wait. And if we do have to wait, a lot of us see that as one of the biggest inconveniences in the world. Um, But that's a topic about patience, not gratitude. (laughs) Um, So um, I'm wondering if it is difficult to have an attitude of gratefulness while living in a first world country like Australia. Where we have so much. Yes, so much. Yeah, interesting. Well, mm. well, we'll dig into this a little bit more as we go on. Yes. Um, today, if this is your first time listening to Tassie Encounters, uh, our show number is 0488-880-891. You can text us in any time. You can ask us questions. You can answer our questions. And you can claim our free book offer. That's 488 488- Eight eight zero eight nine one. We do encourage you to interact with us today. It's uh, good for us to know where you're listening from, um, and uh, if you've got some answers to our questions, we'd love to hear from you today. Now, of course, uh, this is our regular Friday program called Connecting the Dots, which is really about uh, how faith works in practice um, with our everyday people. I uh, I can't remember what I called them last week when we were talking to Rodney, but um, a layperson. Yeah, well, we'd, we'd probably call it a layperson because most of the other days of the week we have a pastor who's mm. uh, talking on air. So 
Um, these are our non-theologically trained people who um, just have stories to, to tell and, uh, I guess, explain our uh, biblical understanding from a layperson's perspective rather than a uh, trained theologian's perspective. Mm. So, so um, do go back and have a listen, if you would like to, to our previous episodes at uh, faithfm.com.au. You can browse the website there, go to the Listen menu, find the programs and podcasts. You can find uh, Connecting the Dots or our Tassie Encounters. They're both on there as well. So, uh, and our Faith FM Australia app, that's another way you can listen to our program. Just download that from the App Store on your phone or website or, or um, tablet. So, uh, let's uh, get into our discussion today, Carmelina. Gratitude, a matter of attitude. Yes, a matter of attitude. Well, like I always do, I enjoy starting off with a bit of a definition because. Um, in any good essay, you want to define your terms before you get started. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is gratitude? Um, when we look at, if we Google it, because Google know, know of all things, um, it says that gratitude is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. So there's a few things that come out of there. First of all, it's a quality. So usually when something's a quality, it have to be it has to be developed. It's not something that comes straight away. Um, it's like patience is a virtue, or virtue is basically a quality. Mm. Um, it's something you have to develop. And the other thing is that it's a return of kindness. So that means something kind has happened to you. So when we're looking at gratitude, um, a lot of us can see this in certain things in our lives if we were to stop and have a look around. So, for example, we might be very grateful for a person. So there's mentors, teachers, pastors, parents, family members, friends, and even strangers. I can tell a story where one time my car broke down while I was leaving a car, a parking complex, and I was freaking out because <laughs> I was blocking the exit. And I was like, there's no way, I can't move, I can't move. And... Out of nowhere, a stranger came around and he said, I'll push, put it in neutral. Mm. <laughs> and I just thought, "What? where did you come from? I had no idea who he was. I um, put it in neutral. He helped me get it to the side of the road. I never forgot it. And I don't know his name. I don't know anything else about him. I, pr- I barely remember his face. I just remember someone turned up, helped me get out, and then that was it. And I'll always be grateful for that encounter. Mm. Moving on, we've also got... Other things we're grateful for, like circumstances or situations. We might have an amazing job, great spouse, um, good timing with buying a house, which I know is an issue for a lot of us these days. There's also financial stability, um, having peace in your life. These are situations and circumstances we can be very grateful for. Mm. And the other thing is an object or a car. Oh, not a car, an item. Car is one of them. So um, we can be very grateful for having a mode of transportation, TV, technological items, the fact that you can hear this, however you are listening to it today, that is um, something you can be grateful for. Maybe it's your phone, maybe it's the computer, maybe it's a radio. (laughs) And of course, we have books, notebooks, and I put instruments down as well because there are some objects and items that I know I really struggle to live without, and one of them is some type of instrument because I'm quite a musical person, and if I don't have an instrument... uh, at home or around at home, I find it very difficult to de-stress. Mm. Um, so for us, these things, people, per, uh, people, circumstances or items might seem normal. So 
we might wonder why should we be feeling grateful for something that can be considered a bare minimum. Well, the fact is it's because they're not. If you look back at the list and say these things are something are not something to be grateful for, then my friend, you are truly blessed. In order to understand gratitude, we need something to compare it to. And if you've ever been on a mission trip or you've been to a place that is impacted by poverty, um, then you've seen what poverty can do. For a lot of people who experience this from day to day, their standard or the bar that they have for what they're grateful for is a lot different to ours in Australia. So they're more grateful for food, shelter, safety and security, clean water, and somewhere warm and safe where they can go to and sleep at night. Mm. And I'm not highlighting this for us to feel guilty, um, but we need to compare to see how blessed we are. And to know that we can be grateful for these small things. and um, But we're not going to talk about this today. We're not talking about poverty. We're not looking at the comparison of the fact that we live in a th- first world country. But I'm just highlighting it because when we live in a place where we have everything at our fingertips, we can find it really hard to see something to be grateful for. Mm. And in fact... <clears throat> If we if we compare ourselves, you're talking about comparison there. Mm. If, if we compare ourselves to people who are less fortunate, mm. we can easily feel grateful. Um, yes. And it's not trying to put ourselves up or above or think that we're better <clears throat> than someone else. Yeah, yeah. But but it's just a matter of being grateful for what we do have. Mm. But then if you compare yourself to people who have much and who have you know everything, um, mm. then it's easy to feel ungrateful. Absolutely. <laughs> and this is why this is a bit of um, – originally this was titled Gratitude and Attitude Problem, but we didn't want to call it an attitude problem. Mm. Um, a matter of attitude, it is a lot to do with attitude because attitude is the way we preconceive something or the way we look at things, where our focus lies. So a lot of the times that can impact our ability to be grateful for something or to experience gratitude. So Mm. that's why we're talking about attitude today, and I'm sure we'll get into it much more after the break. I'm just going to bring in a verse that um, Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5, um, verse 18, it says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So it's actually an instruction that we should be thankful, and that's connected with being grateful, isn't it? Absolutely. Awesome. Well, we've got a question for you today. Um, Our question is as I just get it in front of me because I've scrolled off the the page here. Here we go. Um, What is something... Or who is someone you are grateful for? That should be an easy question for you to answer, I hope. I hope it's an easy question. So we'd love you to text in. Text us in on 0488880891. That's what is something or who is someone you are grateful for? 0488880891. This is A Better Word by Bethany Barnard. of 
Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're talking with Carmelina Bacchino. She's presenting this topic called Gratitude, a Matter of Attitude. And uh, we'd love to hear from you today. We've got a question for you. What's something or who is someone you are grateful for? Share with us. Text us in on 0488-880-891. We'd love to hear from you today. Mm. So, Carmelina, we've <coughs> yes. introduced the topic of gratitude yes, or the definition. We've uh, had a bit of a discussion of what it means. Mm. Um, I guess we're going to dive into some biblical examples. Yes. I want to highlight how this perspective of gratitude can impact our walk with God. And um, so... This attitude of gratitude for our everyday lives is something that is directly impacted by how we're thinking. Mm. And so just as a reminder for all of you, um, before we read any of the scriptures, I'll remind you what the definition of gratitude is, which is the quality of being thankful, a readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. So keep this in mind um, while we read the scriptures today. So we've got two examples first off. Mm. The first one is found in Luke chapter 7, verse 36 to 43. You don't mind reading that for me? Yeah, and this is titled uh, Jesus Anointed by a Sinful Woman, and it's from the NIV version we're reading today. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, so she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner." Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Mm. Thanks, Jason. So from that example, who's got the attitude problem? <laughs> it would appear that Simon does. Yeah, it appears that Simon or even the Pharisees who mm. said the same thing. Um, unless Simon is the Pharisee. Maybe, I, Simon I think maybe. Disciple. I think perhaps Simon is the Pharisee. I'm not yeah. sure. Not sure. That's an interesting one. We can look into that another time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this is an example of gratitude. So this woman... Um, is believed to be Mary Magdalene. 
um, who is also believed to be the woman who was saved from being stoned in John chapter 8, verse 1 to 11, that story. Mm. Um, and because these are in two different Gospels, I guess it's hard to understand how the timeline works with these two stories. But the assumption is that these are both the same woman. Mm. So with this assumption being true, um, if put in your, her shoes, we can see why she acts the way she does and that um, she's so grateful and her gratitude is genuine that she outwardly shows it in front of all the Pharisees um, just so that she can show Jesus how grateful she is. And, um, and, and this uh, perfume yeah. that she that she poured on his feet apparently mm. was worth about a year's wages. Yeah, the this alabaster. Was, this was not a, a small <laughs> gift. Yes, yeah, so this is this is a big showing of gratitude and appreciation. Mm. Mm. And um and we can see the attitude of the Pharisees watching her. They say inside this um example if you know, a lot of them say when they show when people show appreciation to Jesus, um, they're like, Oh, you know, you could have used that to give to the poor could have used this to, uh, what a waste is really what they're saying. And it's quite um, upsetting because they're just trying to show gratitude, really. Mm. And, um, you know, there's no extent, there's no limit to the gratitude we can show someone, especially um, our saviour. We're going to come back to this in a second. We've got another example to read as well. Um, In Matthew chapter 18, verse 23 to 32. It says, At this the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. Obviously, this is a servant who owes lots of money. Mm. Um, The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. And I think the the amount of debt that this servant owed was many times more than a hundred. I can't remember exactly the number. I need to look back through it. Um, Anyway, so he grabbed him and begged and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, They were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You Mm. wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? Mm. And um, I just quickly checked it for you. So the amount that this servant owed was a hundred. No, 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 I missed it. That was it the, was uh, ten thousand bags of gold. So this was an illustration on forgiveness that Jesus told his disciples when they were saying, "How often should I forgive my brother?" Mm. And so, in this particular example, who's got the attitude problem? <laughs> The guy who was forgiven the the huge debt, the huge but, debt. but didn't uh, didn't um, pay it forward. <laughs> yeah, didn't pay it forward. This is one of those um, examples of you know a kindness was shown to you, show kindness to someone else, mm. and also um, this relaying of forgiveness. He was forgiven a huge debt, but instead of forgiving someone else and showing out of gratitude for what has happened to him, mm. he went and demanded his money back. So. I want to focus on the difference of these two stories. Mm. So we have the woman, sins were forgiven, saved from death. She showed gratitude for the one who saved her. When we got this man, a great debt was forgiven, saved from imprisonment, and went and condemned slash demanded repayment from another person who was in his very position. 
And it was a, a much smaller amount. Much smaller <laughs> amount. Now, when we look at these two examples, um, we have this saying, which is we're comparing apples with oranges. They're two different situations. Um, these two people were in completely different circumstances when they were shown kindness and forgiveness. Um, so how they were saved was not the same. But what was the same was they were both shown kindness and forgiveness, and they were both saved from an unfavorable circumstance. The attitude and responses to being saved was different. Also, the mm. woman responded with gratitude, the man did not. Which comes to this question, does it matter how we are saved? So do our circumstances need to be rock bottom before coming to Jesus for salvation? I don't think they need to be. No. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we're a bit um, stubborn and slow to learn, and sometimes yeah. I think we end up at rock bottom. But I don't think they need to be. I think uh, it's a matter of how we uh, perceive things. Absolutely. Mm. And there's there's a lot of... Um, I've heard this discussion in the past where salvation experienced by someone raised in the church can be considered different to one mm. who was, say living on the street yep. or, you know, this living, is just a, a generalization, wildlife, yep. wildlife yeah. um, <laughs> on the brink of death and Jesus saved them. Yes. So, um, like, do we need to go that low, I guess, in order for us to understand the salvation of Jesus? And the answer is no. What is different is the weight of love experienced in these two situations. Mm. Um, the person who has done what, like, who has been forgiven much, as Jesus says in that example, would love more. But we have both been shown the same forgiveness, if we really think about it. The salvation of God is the same. It's just mm. our experiences that shape us that mm. can impact the gratitude that we show outwardly. I think this, um, too, is a, is a lesson, this concept of forgiveness that comes mm. in. We've been forgiven, even though we might think we've been forgiven small debts mm. compared to someone else who's been forgiven big Huge debts. Huge <laughs> The reality is we're, we're really all in that same boat. Yes. You know, that verse that comes to mind is we've all fallen short mm. of the glory of God. And so when we, when we <clears throat> stop measuring our, mm. our uh, <laughs> sinfulness <Yes. coughs> excuse me, against somebody else, mm. we realize we all need a saviour. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't matter where we are on that scale. We, we need to respond. I remember hearing mm. this other saying, which was don't, um, what was it? Don't judge just because someone sins differently to you. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> someone's just a bit more obvious about it. Like we all, we're all sinners mm. and gratitude is not mm. about who is loved more. Mm. Like the, no, no one is loved more. Really, mm. it's just the experiences of that love and how that impacts us. So it's everything about how we see this love. So it's mm. attitude. It's, mm. again, all about um, perspective. It's a matter of attitude. Matter mm. of attitude. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good title. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. I've got a That's creaky okay. voice Did you this want morning. me to do the listener question? That's all right. Yeah, sure, if your voice is good. <laughs> sure thing. Okay, so we have a listener question for you this morning. What is something or who is someone you are grateful for? Be sure to text us in. We'd love to hear from you. The number is 0488-880-891. This is All You'll Ever Need by Andrew Peterson. Jesus, it is like the widow's oil. It's enough to pay the price to set you free. It can f- 
fill up every jar and every heart that ever beat. When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need. When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need. is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we're speaking with Carmelina Bacchino and we're talking about the gratitude, a matter of attitude uh, topic. Um, Carmelina, we've been uh, having a look at a couple of different passages from Scripture mm-hmm. about the woman who spent an awful lot of money on some perfume and washed Jesus' feet with her own tears and mm. hair. Um and uh, then we looked at uh, two people who had different levels of debt and different attitudes. <laughs> <laughs> attitudes towards it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and we just finished off talking about the fact that um, we're all really in the same boat. Mm. Uh, whether we think we've um, strayed, I guess, a long way from God or whether we're We've, you know, we might have grown up in the church and we think mm. we're pretty good, but ultimately we're all in need of a saviour and mm. we all 
uh, need to recognise the the gift of, of salvation that He's given us. So, mm-hmm. um, we've got another story that you want to have a look at as well. Absolutely. Um, this is the story of the ten lepers. So I thought I'll look at. Um, so the two situations before the break were two separate circumstances, and I want to compare. Um, that with uh, a situation where everyone is most likely in the same circumstance. And I say most likely because, um, and I'll explain that in a minute, yeah. actually. Mm. So the story of the 10 lepers was a very fascinating one because I remember hearing the story as a child in Sabbath school. But as an adult, looking back at it, I, I actually couldn't believe what a great parable it is. And um, <clears throat> so we're going to get into that this morning. And basically, it's an example where as much as we are informed, everyone, um, the 10 lepers, each one of them are in the same situation, mm. as much as we're informed. Yep. So before we read again, I want to remind you of the definition of gratitude, the quality of being thankful Readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. So um, we're going to read these in two sections. Um, We're going to start with, uh, you can find the whole story of the 10 lepers in Luke chapter 17, verses 11 to 19, but we're going to start with 11 to 13 first. Do you mind reading that for me, please, Jason? Sure. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Pity, yes. Um, We had a talk about pity another time. But anyway, we're not talking about that now. So there's a few things I want to highlight from this this first piece of the story. A, they were living outside the city. They were Mm. between Samaria and Galilee. And we know that Samaria is where the people Samaritans Samaritans, live and they're considered foreigners as well Um, and that's just something to keep in mind Uh, they were already considered unclean to the Jews yes (laughs) the Jews did not like them they weren't pure Jews yes and um, the other thing was that the way they um, a bit of information we're going to talk about these guys had leprosy and the way they know they were clean is that they would have to show themselves to the priest. And we're going to cover this a bit more because the regulations regarding skin conditions is outlined in Leviticus chapter 13. And I have to admit this to all of you. I do not read Leviticus, Leviticus. Leviticus on a normal day. <laughs> it's, a pretty, it's a pretty heavy book. It's, it's a pretty uh, content full of heavy instruction. Book. Yes. Um, but when I read this, I was very much amazed. So um, today, this morning, we're going to have a look at just two verses from chapter 13. It's verses 45 and 46. And it is quite an interesting way on how um, they deal with leprosy and how it's outlined in the Bible. So do you mind reading that as well? Yeah, it says in uh, verse 45 of Leviticus chapter 13, anyone with such a defiling disease must wear torn clothes, let their hair be unkempt, cover the lower part of their face and cry out, unclean, unclean. As long as they have the disease, they remain unclean. They must live alone. They must live outside the camp. Now, this might seem a bit uh, familiar to some of us, um, but here are a few facts about leprosy that I didn't know until I looked into it. So the the bacteria that's responsible for this disease is called Mycobacterium leprae, um, and this 
family, the microbacterium family, are also the ones that are known to cause tuberculosis. So mm-hmm. that's just a bit of an FYI. Um, incubation can last two to three, two to five years, but it can also last over 20 years. And this means that the disease or the bacteria is able to lay dormant in the body for a long time and then come back um, unless good treatment. Treatment is um, put into place. Also, shedding can occur years before symptoms arise, which means that you could have... You can transmit it to you other, transmit people. It to other mm. people. And the mode of transmission is very fascinating. It's through nasal droplets. Mm. So the bacteria but- infects your nasal mucosa, so your mouth and um, your nose, but it also infects your skin. But yet it can't be transmitted from skin to skin. It's through your... Through the nasal. Through, yeah. your, through the nasal droplets. And we know all about uh, transmitting <laughs> things through our nasal droplets, don't we? We've yes, just we do. been through um, a worldwide thing with COVID. So. Mm. And what they were following, the steps they were following, very similar to what that we had to implement with They're COVID. They're obviously wearing masks. Wearing um, a mask. I'm not sure that we had to uh, wear torn clothes, but no. perhaps some of us living at home did wear torn clothes. Who Maybe knows? we did. <laughs> uh, and perhaps we let our hair get a bit unkempt. <laughs> I, know, I mean, like, I, I had COVID uh, last year years ago it feels like years ago now and i definitely didn't care how i looked because mm. i was at home i was isolating so and that's another thing I'm, they had to be isolated away from everyone else i'm guessing that the, the reason city. for this instruction is so that they looked different so that people could mm. obviously see that there was something yes. um, that they shouldn't get close to the person because they had a disease yes um, absolutely i'm sure that God wasn't intentionally just trying to make them feel bad. <laughs> mm, and also there's the other thing they had to yell. They had to say, I'm clean, yeah. don't come near there's me. There's a warning, yeah. Which is also, if you had a friend who um, had COVID, they probably would tell you, don't, don't come, come around. Near me. Don't come near <laughs> me. Don't come near me, exactly. I'm sick. Yes. And um, so that's where that whole social distancing comes into play. So it's just fascinating yeah. <laughs> to see how these instructions, given years and years ago. Thousands of years ago. <laughs> before mm. um, medical intervention, um yeah, it's still relevant today. Mm. Um, anyway, so that's just a bit of an FYI, and I want you to think about how these people might be feeling in this particular situation. Mm. And they're all living together, so they're all most likely are in the same situation. Um, can you read? We need to finish the story. Yes, we do. Let's finish the story. <laughs> this is 14 so the, to 19, please. This is the uh, 10 lepers that we, we're talking yes. about now in Jesus' time. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests as they went. They were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was and he was a Samaritan. Mm. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Mm. So... A few things here. <clears throat> he was a Samaritan. So that's mm. why we can see this is between Samaria and Galilee. Mm. And, and, and Jesus would have been obviously a Jew. Yes. And so he would have known that. And I was wondering how many people were around to see this miracle happen because mm. Jesus wouldn't usually outwardly state something unless it was to make some sort of point. Mm. Um, but what I wanted to highlight from this um, particular set of verses, so... Each of these people, or the lepers, might not have had the same degree of illness, or we don't know how long they had to wait outside the city gates. Mm. That's the um, the nature it of could leprosy. Have, could have been years. Could have been years, mm. could have been one year, we don't know. Mm. But when Jesus found them, they were all waiting and hoping to be clean. So there's still that level of desperation. Mm. 
And when Jesus grants them all this request, not to their knowledge, um, <clears throat> the only one of them acknowledges and shows him gratitude for the situation. Mm. And as he said, um, Jesus note, makes note that this man was a Samaritan, and based on the reaction, we can assume that the others may have been from Galilee. Mm. Um, but we, again, that's an we assumption. Don't know, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, what I want to point out is these people were following the direction Jesus gave, and mm. they were following the instruction of the priest. So It's interesting. They yeah. had to actually make that step before they were healed. Like, they mm. were healed on the way. Yeah. And and it would be interesting, well, why would we go to the, the priests if we're not healed? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but they had to make that decision to go. Yes. Mm. And so they, they weren't doing the wrong thing. Jesus told them to go do this, mm. and they went. Mm. But one of them saw that he was healed. And mm. in verse 15, I'll just read that. It says, um, one of them when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. Mm. And this comes down to perspective. So all of them were healed, but mm. only one of them saw the blessing. Mm. And so, verse 16 makes it clear. He threw mm. himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. Yes. You know, he was really serious about his gratitude. <laughs> Absolutely. I have. I can't say I've thrown myself at someone's yeah. foot, at someone's feet to, to, to thank them. But yes. So we have blessings happening all around us, but how often do we see them? Mm. Where does our focus lie? Are we like the 10 lepers who were healed but didn't see the blessing or blind to it almost? Mm. And a lot of people give them, um, you know, say, oh, they, did, they didn't appreciate Jesus. Well, I'm sure they did, mm. but I don't think what happened was they didn't see the blessing. And they didn't acknowledge it and, and yeah. come back. And so that's, that's really important, isn't it, mm. for us to do that? We've got our book offer today. It's called Everyone Welcome by Roger Hernandez. What breaks your heart and what are you doing about it? In Everyone Welcome, author Roger Hernandez shares what breaks his heart and gives insight into the deep passion that burns with him within him for reaching those who God misses the most. Using the prodigal son and his elder brother as a reference points, Hernandez divides his message into three parts. Problem, plan, preach, which uh, um, he explains in more detail in the book. So mm. as you read this book, you have to ask yourself these questions. What breaks my heart? What am I doing about it? Mm. That's the book. Everyone welcome. And after the, the break, we'll give you the code to claim this book offer today. This is What a Friend by Emu Music. What a friend we have in Jesus. Our sins increase to bear What a privilege to carry Everything to God in prayer Oh, what peace we often forfeit Oh, what needless pain we bear Take 
Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're finishing up our program with Carmelina. She's been presenting on the topic of gratitude, a matter of attitude. And before the break, we did talk about our book offer today. It's called Everyone Welcome What Breaks Your Heart and What Are You Doing About It? This is by Roger Hernandez. Do text us in this code to our show number 0488880891. And the code today is HAPPY44. HAPPY44. We thought that was appropriate for an attitude of gratitude. <laughs> HAPPY44. Do text us in today on 0488880891 to claim that book offer. <laughs> um, Carmelina, how would you like to sort of wrap up today's program? Well, we've been talking about gratitude and we've been looking at the way different examples in the Bible have shown um, gratitude as well. So, as I said in the first section of this program, to understand attitude, we need something to compare it to. When it comes to our our own lives, we can compare what we have to those who have nothing. Mm. So I can pray and thank God for the fact that I have a safe place to live, food on my table. My body is healthy-ish at the moment. We're both kind of battling with something. Um, (laughs) But not because I've not experienced these things, but because I know there are people that live without. Mm. And we have a lot of potential in our lives to help those who are living without basic necessities. Living in a first world country can make us blind to the fact that we are truly blessed. And the same can be said about grace. When the woman was saved from death, she showed gratitude to Jesus. In the story with debt, the man did not show compassion after he was shown a great forgiveness. And with the lepers, after being shown the same salvation, only one leper demonstrated gratitude after being cleansed because he was the only one who noticed it. Mm. So it comes down to focus. And I want to say here, um, so the grace of God is there for the taking, but the question is, can we see it? And I just want to remind you of the 
And how do, and how do we respond to it? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So grace is free to us, mm. but the, it costs someone a great price. And mm. I think we forget the importance and the weight of what grace is. Mm. And we can take advantage of it. So we can take advantage of the grace of God. And we know it doesn't have a limit. We know that there's no end to the love God can give. But <clears throat> from the examples from Scripture, we can also see how God wants us to respond to it mm. and how he wants us to view this love that he has for us. And that is with a heart of gratitude. So, again, it comes down to attitude. <laughs> what is our attitude towards um, grace, really? Um, do we understand and recognize the price of grace? So how important it is and the sacrifice that is associated with it. Um, how can un- that understanding make us respond with gratitude? So I um, remember we were chatting about this topic yesterday, Jason, and you mentioned the story about the Pharisee and the sinner that were both repenting in the temple. One of them is outwardly saying, I'm so glad, like, thank you, Lord, for making me so good, and I'm not like that sinner over there. Mm. And then we have the sinner saying, Lord, forgive me, for I'm a sinner and I'm not worth um, the grace that you have. So that's just a paraphrasing mm. of it. So too often we can only go for what we can see. And there's another saying I remember from a from a sermon I was listening to once, which was, if our eyes are on ourselves, we wonder how we could ever be saved. But if our eyes are on Jesus, we wonder how we could ever not be saved. Mm, That's that's a really good saying. (laughs) Yeah. um, Grace is free to all of us, but it costs someone a great price. And the question really is, what are we doing about it? Mm. And in Ephesians 2, and I know we we use this this verse a lot Mm. uh, from Ephesians 2, but they're, they're very... I, I find these three verses sort of very well explain the entire gospel. Mm. Um, and I'm going to include verse 10 here because mm. it includes the response that God wants us to have mm-hmm. to this grace. But um, Ephesians 2, 8 to 10, God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for it. So it's mm. not our own. Yes. It's not our own. Uh, Doing? Doing. It's yeah. not our own goodness that saves us. It's uh, God's goodness. It's it's the goodness of, of God and the goodness of Jesus that uh, mm. has, has given us this gift. Um, salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done, so none of us can boast about it. And this is the bit that I love. For we are God's masterpiece. He mm. has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. There's a response that God wants us to to have mm. to that grace. It's not to sit idly by and um, just I say, you know, yeah, great God, I'm going to go on living and mm. do whatever I want. It's to actually respond positively to yeah. the grace and do the things that he wants. <laughs> yeah, like follow follow his calling. Mm. Um, we're all called to serve and it's, it's hard – to see sometimes some some people may struggle with oh what is my calling what is god trying to tell me mm. to do and well what i'll say to you this morning is probably start with looking around you and see what you can be grateful for mm. because um the attitude of gratitude if you can start developing that um it'll help you see i guess um what the blessings are around you and what you can be grateful for. Maybe there's someone in your life who has been so kind to you and has always offered things to you and always wanted to help you, or maybe they trained you in the job that you have right now. Um, 
have a have a moment with them and maybe show them how grateful you are mm. of what they've done for you in in your life. Like you it's, never never know how that might affect your heart and also affect theirs. I think we too often um, stay silent. I'm speaking of myself here. Maybe you're different, um, <laughs> but I'm too often silent when I am grateful for something. I don't vocalize it. I don't speak it. And I think um, being intentional mm. to say thank you, to appreciate what people do, to appreciate those around us mm. can help in our relationships with those uh, people. And um, it's amazing. We might just ask our listener question again because mm. we haven't had anybody text in with an answer to our listener question. Mm. This is your last chance <laughs> to text us in. We might be able to share it on, on air if you're quick. What is something or who is someone you are grateful for? Mm. We'd love to uh, share that with us today. Zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one is uh, the the number to get us on with your message today. And we have a lot of things to be grateful for when it comes to grace. And um, it's like how you mentioned in Ephesians, there's also Romans chapter 6, 14, which says, For sin shall no longer be your master, because you are not under the law, but under grace. Mm. So... Um, that, that in itself is a huge topic. but <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is, 100%. But I just wanted to highlight it because... Um, this gratitude we can have or this um, attitude of gratefulness towards God um, is outlined because of his grace. Mm. And so that's why I thought, you know, we we have literally been set free mm. from the, the bindings that sin has on us and the laws that have been set in place originally, even though they're there for a reason. Mm. Um, but, but yeah. As Paul says, the law is good, but mm. uh, because we are unable we seem unable to keep that perfectly <laughs> then uh, the law sort of seems to become something that actually condemns us but that's where the grace comes in absolutely and that's where our attitude um, for that appreciation comes in and and uh, just in the uh, 20 seconds we've got left um, I I feel uh, in particular a special gratitude to God f for my circumstances because I, I've been in the situation where I've had stage four cancer and in essence mm. I shouldn't be here yeah. and uh, I've I've appreciated both physically and spiritually the salvation that, that God has provided mm. me and so um, I guess my response to that is to serve him in, in whatever way that I can. So. Amen, yes. But yeah, attitude of gratitude. Uh, what was our title today? <laughs> it's a matter of a attitude. Matitude, uh, an, a matter of attitude. <laughs> It's a great topic. Thanks for presenting this today, Carolina. No Thank you, Jason. It's, uh, it's been good to have you. And I think next week um, I'm going to talk about uh, three guys in the Old Testament, and I've titled it Standing Firm, but it's going to be focused on the story in found in Daniel Chapter 3. We're so, switching places, aren't we? <laughs> yep. So we're switching places, or you'll be hosting and I'll be yes. presenting next week. So do join us, and uh, we'd love to uh, hear from you. And uh, Carmelina will be with you all of next week. All of and next I'll week. And I'll be back on Friday next week. Yes. So we hope you enjoy the rest of your day. May you encounter Jesus more today. And uh, our just a reminder, our code is HAPPY44 if you haven't claimed the book offer today. This is Home by Evan Craft. Travel the world trying to find a place that I could call home. Wanna leave my trace. A legacy, a melody that leads us back to you. So I won't relent.
Right. 